Hello everyone, this is Supreet Balaji, your host for the podcast show, A Day in the Life of. And today, we are meeting one of the most youngest person who's there on the table for the United Nations negotiations. And when I first met her, to be honest, when I first met her, I was like, okay, uh, she was wearing all this uh, wonderful dress and she was coming and she was talking about United Nations. I was like, wow, she's a young delegate. And I went out to her and talked to her. And then I understood that she's one of the ambassadors or no, you delegate for uh, the United Nations. And it was really wonderful to meet her. And today with me, I have uh, Prisha Kumar, who is a 20 year old youth delegate or a youth policy expert from India. And her experience working in the international sector was from SDGs, environment, peace and economic and socio-economic intersections and much more. Hi, Prisha. Very wonderful to see you here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure to join in. Okay, so Prisha, just before we get into all the Uh, podcast questions and everything else Uh, I would like to give you a minute or two for you know introducing yourself because a lot of people and when I see your resume there's a lot of things that you can say and I don't want to miss any one thing so I would want to give you the opportunity where you can share about what you have done and a small intro from your side. Thanks Uh, so I've basically been working in the intersections of environment and socioeconomic aspects and peace. And um, I started because I was really interested in policy and in political science in international relations. So when I was, I've been reading upon it uh, since in school. And that's where, you know, I was actively looking out and uh, I found out various spaces where I could actually, you know, really interested to contribute to. And as you said, like I have a few, it's like I could categorize in a few categories. I work with the United Nations as part of the global coordination team on sustainable consumption and production. And I have uh, co-founded a startup, uh, which is ICPS, Institute of Climate Policy Solutions. It is the it is probably world's first youth-led think tank. It was launched in COP27, Sherman Sheikh, and it basically focuses on environment policy and to build capacity of young people and to promote the innovative solutions for climate change uh, through policy. Other than that, I'm an undergraduate student pursuing political science honors, and I'm uh, the president of a society in my college. That's brief intro about me over to you Supreet. okay that sounds like a huge uh, you know resume list because it's having like six or seven pages that you can add to it but wonderful to hear all your wonderful accomplishments so the most typical question that uh, i ask in my podcast is the first question especially is the one which i ask is can you walk us through a typical day in your life sure um a typical day in my life, it's probably not so unusual, but uh, I wake up around eight and then I, not a very ambitious time to wake up in the morning, but uh, around eight and then I check with my college schedules because I uh, sort of try to prioritize not missing classes because of the other areas I'm engaging in. So 
I check the college schedule, which keeps on varying because of various uh, events happening and other things. And based on that, I decide uh, the pro uh, the time which I'm going to give to college. And then uh, my college is like 50 kilometers from my place. So that's quite far. It takes an hour or 1.5 hours, just one way. So I really need to make my mind up before going there because it's not it take going to take much time. So but after coming back uh, in the evening and the afternoon, that's the time which I usually have to give to my uh, extracurricular and other activities. And that's also because uh, I'm a global coordination team. So I usually have to set meetings based on the, uh, you know, UTC time zone, which is suitable for as many time zones as possible. And that usually falls around uh, evening or late night in Indian time zone. So that's where most of my time uh, meetings are scheduled in the evening. And even with ICPS, it is a global think tank. And my co-founders are also from different parts of the world. So that is why even ICPS meetings are scheduled usually in the evening. So after that, I try to make time for some exercise, going for a walk or a run. And then I close my day by keeping time away from uh, reducing my screen time as much as possible. I try to, you know, stop using any uh, screen devices at least one hour before sleep. That was like a very general <laughs> overview of my day. That sounds very like tiring because you got to do some things related to global coordination teams and that too, it is in UTC. So uh, how do you balance your responsibilities at ICPS, that is the Institute of Climate Policy Solutions, uh, with your academics? I think if I'm not wrong, you're actually pursuing political science, right? BA honors in political science. So how do you balance your responsibilities at ICPS and your academics? And what's a day like where you juggle both of these commitments and you have the global coordination team meeting too? It's uh, very important to prioritize. Uh, sometimes, usually what happens is everything falls on one day and some days I have not much to do. So it, though that is a situation I've encountered a number of times because usually Monday or Friday, uh, those are the days where you know everything is falling on the same day and I don't have much to do maybe on the other days of the week or the weekend. And it's very important to prioritize. Um, sometimes I do miss my college classes for the meetings. Sometimes I miss the meetings for my college classes. And because uh, ICPS is, uh, you know, uh, building its foundation, we have started, like we had a very uh, huge com global competition on policy uh, last week. And that was a time where I actually had to contribute much time for that. And now we have uh, also, you know, taken in some more people who can support our work. And, and that's, you know, sort of, it is important to prioritize and distribute the work you have. And it sort of takes care of itself. 
wow that's that sounds like you have a lot going on you got to you know prioritize like which is important is it this one this meeting so is there any place where you had to attend like two meetings at a time and you got a laptop front of you and you got a camera you know a phone in front of you and attending both the meetings with one earphones how is those experiences is it very similar or uh, is it something very different yeah that happens a lot i mean but you know it's also important to give like you know proper attention to both the meetings but i have done that uh, a lot of times i've even had two meetings open up in the same browser of mine on two different tabs and having split screen oh god <laughs> because like having a phone and a laptop sometimes gets a bit arduous like difficult to actually figure out which voice is coming from which meeting so in having in the same tab you can actually choose to mute unmute and uh, see the different follow the meetings through chats and also the caption etc so that happens uh, that has happened not very very often but it does happen when you know a lot of work is going on in all of those areas especially when we have the fair season in college and then at the same time we have a negotiation or a, a subcommittee meeting uh, happening at the, on the same day so that's that's the case <laughs> Wow, that's nice. That's nice to hear. So, I have this uh, one question that I've always had in mind. Uh, when I first saw your profile, it told about you know you being a youth delegate and uh, you know youth policy maker. It is not something that people choose from a very young age. Okay, you are. Uh, I think if I'm not wrong, when you were eighteen. you chose this particular i mean 18 people would still be watching cricket and still be playing gully cricket listen to me many of those people will be doing that but you chose to go to negotiations which is a term which many people would have not known i think that's what i think but i'm not sure how and what inspired you to pursue this particular path and how did you get started towards this particular path I started I think back in 11th grade and even before that I was a bit interested but majorly I would say 11th grade at 18 I was already like I had some uh, pro- some work experience even when I was uh, 18 at 18 I was the youngest delegate to be invited to address the fourth high level global session on science policy and business on uh, in on in reimagining multilateralism I <laughs> I was actually you know from a science background like my parents and everyone it is a purely science background and initially I wasn't even aware that such a field exists even I wasn't aware of that but somehow I came across these articles and a documentary and you know I was so intrigued by it I and chose political science i also had a very unique uh, subject combination in uh, my 11th and 12th i had maths economics political science geography and uh, english yeah so that was one of the most unique combinations i was i think only two people had that and i was among the two people in the entire school to have that combination so that's you know that's when i actually got to know about political science in 11th grade there was an entire subject on international relations a entire book on that and that was so interesting and that's when i you know was so intrigued by it. i was like this is what i'm going to do and this is you know i've i was really passionate about it and i was reading it on the side i was 
just browsing all around and i came across different uh, uh, in very interesting articles which also boosted my knowledge and also my interest in the same field and that's why i always prefer to you know engage in policy negotiations in uh, contribute to discussions rather than uh, spending time doing anything else i was also very interested in geography and that's how uh, intersection between political science and geography gives you you know i got a strong interest in environmental field as well and that's sort of how it happened wow that's super nice to hear so when you told that you were one of the youngest members to be called on on the fourth high level global session of the united nations science policy and business forum so could you, you know uh, you know give us uh, some some of the key moments or experiences that you stood that stood out for you first um yeah i was the youngest person in the room it was a room full of uh, like you know older people but not only that they were all uh, heads of states or you know it was a very different crowd and it was my first time traveling on my own solo travel uh to sweden for this uh, meeting and for stockholm plus safety i was selected as the eu delegate from asia pacific for that and uh, i wasn't aware like i didn't it didn't cross my mind that i would need an international adapter so i could not charge my phone without uh, you know asking around for a, an adapter and that is something which is always in high demand and it was very difficult to have some time to charge your phone and i still remember when i was speaking at the conference my phone's battery was at uh, 4% and uh, my notes were on my phone because uh, i didn't carry a hard copy i did not think that you know uh, i would need it because you i usually use my phone or laptop for notes and my laptop was already dead by then so i only relied on my phone and it was at 4% and i remember you know waiting uh, when uh, i will be called on so i would be able to speak before my phone's battery dies but i also like i knew the content and i know what i wanted to speak so that was there but then you know it was my first time speaking at such a place and my phone's battery was in that's something which really really stood out for me and the moment i started speaking you know those lights fall on your face before that you don't really realize that there's a lot of cameras and uh, lights placed all around in the hall but when you start speaking that's the moment like you, the, the light shines in your eyes and sometimes you can't even see clearly so that's something you know those two experiences were very interesting but it was very interesting to listen in the panel discussions and the different uh, themes which are going on about multilateralism there i was speaking uh, i was addressing uh, during a panel session on reimagining multilateralism and it was so interesting to listen to the expert advice uh, expert uh, views on different things i've already been uh, uh actually participating in mostly virtually so it was very unique experience to also join in offline finally after years of covid and also because it is difficult to meet offline uh in a global setup yes very true wow 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 those experiences are like 
lifelong worth you not having phone battery and you want to see your phone and then wow that seems like very hectic but congratulations to you and uh, wonderful to see you that you successfully gave your you know speech over there uh, so moving ahead i want to talk about something which is very personal that you do on an everyday basis so talking about you being in all the multi multi dimensional work where you work almost 15 16 hours a day but you still find out time to you know uh, do some specific hobbies do some specific rituals so what are these specific rituals or habits that you follow to kick start your day or to make sure you have you know that same level of productivity across the whole time i would emphasize on minimizing screen time because screen time in my opinion is very disastrous for your productivity so when i wake up i try to reduce my screen time as much as possible i sometimes don't even check my phone in the morning and as i said before sleeping as well and that is something which really has helped me uh, to maintain my productivity across the day and also because phone distracts a lot uh that is one thing and the other thing is that i am very passionate about my plants i have uh, many uh, different varieties of plants and pots and i love taking care of them so it is always important to take a break and you know know when you have to prioritize your health and yourself over anything else that you are doing and my plants really help me do that <laughs> it sounds like my plants are like a living like a pet but i don't really know how else to express that but i really like caring about my plants and just maintaining them watering them that really helps and exercising wow that's so nice you're a person who takes care of plants and the plants take care of you how good is it wow that's so wonderful i don't see many people doing that many people tell that i only see that ah this thing i want to water the plants i'm economist i am environmentalist this thing this thing that thing they tell but this is a good one this is a very good one wonderful to hear so uh, so next one is uh, when you talk about negotiations uh, for example when you went to the fourth high level global session and you had everything prepared so what was that you know behind the scenes preparations and what is the part, what what does it make like for participating in an international meeting of negotiation and what goes into your preparations for these kind of events uh we have a very long process and that process uh, lasts for months and months because the conversations which i'm, I'm actually there representing a lot of people and uh, members who are part of the cp and also young people and we always have a uh, open you know a lot of consultations i've held uh, several consultations which are uh, specific to regions specific to countries and also global level so that we are able to take into as many uh, voices as possible and be able to reflect that in the decision making table is very important and something which also i believe forms the backbone of any policy or any intervention and that does take a lot of time and a lot of effort but it is uh, the most essential thing and 
that's the main area where I focus on uh, while preparing for any of my interventions, etc. We I also have an open drafting form. So after that, I also open the floor for inviting any questions or any inputs anyone has on those. Wonderful. So you got to have a lot of meetings, a lot of side events to understand what each person and what each person feels. And after that is what you give your particular statement, right? If I'm not wrong. Yes, it is an open process and we try to take in as many feedbacks, as many inputs as possible so that we are able to include their voices. And also we have bilateral meetings with uh, UN agencies, with member states a lot of times so that we can also add uh, and see how, you know, different uh, people reflect on uh, those issues. Wow, that's so nice. So has it ever been like, uh, you were having a bilateral meeting with one of the high-level state members and then uh, uh, some of the points that they were telling was not you know, very convincing to what you were telling or what the majority tells. How do you stay motivated and how do you feel like, how do you make sure that it comes towards what everyone wants? What are those particular key points that you look into? Negotiations do tend to get very uh, arduous and uh, boring, I might say. You might have seen those videos where uh, people are speaking in the United General Assembly uh, and there are people in the audience who are sleeping. Uh, it is a very arduous process and uh, a lot of times you have to stay awake till late at night working on your interventions, finalizing different reports, etc. But what motivates me is the impact it would have and when you know uh, there are some points which i don't particularly agree in and uh, statements which don't reflect the majority uh, views and the views of young people especially it is uh, i think like the most important way is to call it out to actually include that and highlight it in your statements and it is also important to, you know, uh, be aware of these negotiations happening, be aware and listen in to as many as uh, people as possible so that you are able to actually notice them and also, uh, you know, speak about them as much as possible. For example, uh, there was an entire debate on, um, uh, what is that, uh, on... Uh, so there was a member state talking about uh, how uh, oil and fossil fuel is uh, inevitable. They are going to stay and uh, the renewable transition is not uh, likely to happen ever. There might be uh, a boost in renewable energy, but fossil fuels will be here forever and there is no way to phase it out. And that was a very radical statement considering the, you know, scientific studies and uh, that also fossil fuel is a non-renewable resource, is limited in nature. So, you know, there are incidents like that and it is important to be aware and to speak about them as much as possible. Wow. So being bold is also one of the skill set that you should have, I guess. <laughs> so talking about skill set, uh, what are the key skills or qualities you believe 
that are essential in your particular field of interest i think having a strong knowledge of uh, the thematic area you are working on is very important to be aware of uh, the different policy papers doing thorough reading is very important and when we're also talking about skills i think uh, being a strong uh, speaker is also very important to be able to voice the different inputs and ideas you have heard and uh, do that in a manner which is you know uh, more reciprocated it uh, do that in a manner which is more clear so that you are comprehensively able to put what you have to say out there and that is, and also given the time limit because uh, there is a very strict time limit and it is very difficult to condense the entire theme into just 3 minutes or just 2 minutes but that's the time we have and it is uh, important to condense that as well so time management speaking skills and no, strong knowledge and also interest to keep you going because it is uh, behind the scenes it is not as you know amazing at it might as it might seem it is a lot of times boring a lot of times a lot of speeches are there a lot of just words thrown out there a lot of uh, documents are there and that also might get very overwhelming because you can sort of if you don't uh, you know keep them in check you will have documents and documents piling up that you have to read and it is not a flowery process so you really need to have a very strong interest to keep you going wow wonderful to hear time management communication skills and the interest of being able to you know uh, be there in the process and to you know be a part of the change wonderful to hear it prisha so there this is the end of the first part of the questions but the second part of the questions is something which i have introduced very recently it is called uh, funky and fantastic so this is something which is totally stupid enough and where you can explore all the weirdness of how a particular thing can be done for example uh, let me ask you this question so if you could trade places with a fictional character for a day who would it be and why would you do it and what would you do in that yeah a fictional character <laughs> okay i'll have to think on that fictional character i need to catch up on my movies <laughs> <laughs> do you watch any movies that are like any movies that are like very recent with us fictional I, you do watch right okay. yeah yeah I do watch movies. I used to watch a lot of movies, but recently uh-huh. I have not had a lot of time to watch them. So I don't remember very clearly, but uh, maybe I would be um uh, so there are two fictional characters which I can think of right now. One is the policy advisor in Wakanda. <laughs> there was uh, the oh person my. who was always advising the king uh, and uh, in wakanda forever uh, i hope that's the correct name it was wakanda something yes 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 it's oh, wakanda sorry, black forever. panther black panther black panther that's not the name of the movie yeah in black panther oh my god i am so bad i am more worse man shit even i forgot the movie name 
ओके ब्लैक पैंथर यस करेक्ट या इन ब्लैक पैंथर सो आई रिमेम्बर दिस पर्टिकुलर सीन वेयर आई फॉरगॉट द नेम बट देयर वाज दैट यूनिक स्टोन आई थिंक नाइट्रियम और समथिंग द स्टोन व्हिच इज पावर वाइब्रेट वाइब्रेनियम वाइब्रेनियम या वाइब्रेनियम सो limited resources so there was vibranium which was the very interesting uh, and most important material uh, in that time in that era so it was you know uh, a very hidden like not many people were aware that vibranium exists and uh, about it so if i was to choose a fictional character i would be I would choose Black Panther and the role as the I I don't remember her name, but whoever was the you know person advising about uh, different uh, uh, happenings and about the different wars to fight or not fight, to give or not to give, etc. <laughs> and the other character which I can remember is Katniss Everdeen from Hunger Games. I would love to do that, like just. uh be i would trade places with uh, her in hunger games and sort of bring so it was based in a fictional world where uh, an entire dome was created for people to play games which were actually life threatening games and that is uh, the i can imagine it to be the one of the worst forms of autocracy so i would trade places with her and i would in the first episode sort of break that glass and uh, oppose those people who were uh, trying to you know uh, make fun of so many exploit and make fun of so many innocent people there uh, the entire villages and villages of um, uh, in the hunger games world so yeah those are the two things that comes to my mind but i really need to catch up on my that's a take away for me from this podcast session <laughs> that i need to catch up on my you know fictional movies, movies yeah. no but the answers were really cool i would have never thought of somebody who's having side role and that to advising black panther oh wow that has a huge impact and i have not seen hunger games so i really don't know what it is about so maybe this is one of my takeaways that i should watch hunger games and understand <laughs> what is it all about okay so moving ahead uh, if you could have a conversation with any animal which one would you choose and what is that one burning question that you can ask that you would ask that particular animal I might have a very silly answer to this question. I don't tell to... Tom and Jerry. Not Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Not Tom and Jerry. <laughs> okay. So I would I would speak to pigeons and ask them why they keep disturbing my plants. That's a very silly answer, but honestly, I have no idea why. all my new plants are being destroyed by pigeons they are being attacked by them so i would want to speak oh. to them and ask them to please leave it alone and go away somewhere very far away from me i don't want to see you they keep destroying all my plants and i hate that wow this wanted to be funky and fantastic and it became more serious for sure 
let us talk to that pigeon and let's make sure that it doesn't come near your plants and we'll give a separate place for it to you know go eat different plants we'll tell you have a lot of places in the world go there not my plants okay yeah is that serious i thought that's funky enough <laughs> no you made it funky enough it was really funky good <laughs> okay so you told that you were a part of sdgs and one of the sdgs is also climate change and climate action uh, which talks and i guess almost all the young people who are in the policy sector would have have knowledge of you know what climate change is and what is the importance of it if you could have any superpower that it would be what would it be and how would you use it to address the global issue of climate change in sdgs again we need to catch up on movies but i don't know a lot of special powers from those movies <laughs> um i would say uh maybe i would choose um, you know a spell to stop the carbon emissions a spell which is able to reach out all across the world and stop the carbon emissions if i'm trying to tackle carbon uh, climate change and also uh the anywhere door i know that there are different versions of the doremon's anywhere door oh my god movies i don't remember the name <laughs> i i don't remember the name uh which what it was but there was a specific cloak in harry potter movie and i would uh, go for that cloak but i cannot explain it in any other words other than anywhere door <laughs> <laughs> so it is like you know absolute amazing and amazing power to travel anywhere in the world in another dimension even just uh, with any weather and if with that you can actually solve a lot of issues of climate change so you know make uh, negotiations faster renewable energy uh, transition faster so it will be uh, one of the superpowers which i would choose and because most of my meetings are virtual and that entails a lot of screen time like 90% of my work even 95% 99% of my work is virtual uh, so i would really like to reduce my screen time and uh, use the anywhere door wow the spells where you can reduce the carbon emissions the spell where you can reduce carbon dioxide it's about greenhouse gases and this and anywhere door and the harry potter cloth what is it the cloth invisible cloth wow no, <laughs> i guess the first two were the same and the anywhere door and harry potter's clock that was the same thing and i just can't find the name of it okay so i think if i'm not wrong it's in, invisible cloth or something something similar okay let's not go towards towards it uh, we are very bad at movies i guess <laughs> so we got to start watching movies and <laughs> yeah so yeah but yeah wonderful idea where with one spell you reduce the whole carbon emission you tell everybody everybody's mindset will change like what is that okay i should stop using that and they go towards more renewable ones wonderful that's really really wonderful to hear so this is the end of funky and fantastic thank you so much you've clearly passed this round <laughs> so we'll go to the final part of it uh 
so the final part is more towards the future motivation and what you've done so uh, looking ahead what are your plans for the future day in the life of and what are your upcoming projects or milestones that you are really excited about and that you look forward to i am in the final year of my undergrad so i would be graduating next year and i still am expecting to see what awaits me and that's one thing what was uh, can you repeat your question i'm still lost in the funky and fantastic round <laughs> okay looking ahead what are your plans for the future in your day and what are your upcoming projects or milestones that you are really excited about and that you are planning to move ahead with thanks uh, as i said in the final year of undergrad and i am really uh, looking forward to see what awaits me and uh, i am thinking to pursue masters but i have not researched more than that and i'm also uh, you know uh, very keen to see how icps builds forward and how it comes to be in future and i'm very excited to see how that goes and also the breakthrough on sdgs 2030 agenda wow 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 that's really nice to hear so i guess you've had a clear vision of what you want to do but is it something in the negotiation sector only or do you want to go something different from negotiations towards the science background or towards policy or something different i have honestly no thought about it but yeah certainly i would stick to political science and related aspects political science policy international relations something on those lines economics is my minor so something on those intersections but i haven't decided exactly okay wonderful to hear prisha so let's go ahead with asking i think a little more personal because uh, everybody has this person that they look up to they feel like wow i want to be that person or i want to sit next to him or i want to work with him or her so do you have any role model that someone that you look up to or that you want to work with that person in your profession or in your personal life i don't particularly have a role model maybe because uh, policy space is not one which is you know um which office people are very aware of and also in general policy space is seems distant and is a very long run very arduous process but i really look up to my mother and i think uh, if i had to choose a role model it might have been uh, uh, geeta gopinath she is the first uh, chief um, economist at imf and i would she really inspires me and the work she has done is really amazing okay uh going towards the last question what advice would you give to someone aspiring to follow in your footsteps both in terms of profession itself and in maintaining motivation and passion that you have 
if I were to give an advice, it would be to build your capacity and to find whichever area, whichever field you are interested in, because you really need that to keep you going. And that is how you would be able to, you know, willingly able to keep up and follow up with the different arduous works, which is there. And building capacity is very important because without that, you won't be able to contribute meaningfully and to be able to, you know, uh, understand and keep up with what's going on. It is very important to build your capacity. Superb. That's wonderful. So capacity building and learning is one of the biggest takeaways i think that we all can take from this particular podcast and to watch a lot of movies to ourselves and to everybody else who is not watching movies watch yeah so uh thank you so much prisha this is the end of the session and end of this podcast and thank you all for joining us to this amazing session where you can hear about Prisha's amazing journey of being a youth negotiator and a youth delegate and her amazing skill set and her amazing talents that she's coming up with. And thank you so much, Prisha, and wonderful to see you here. Looking forward to meeting you again. It was an honor joining in. And thank you so much, guys. Please don't go anywhere. Come back next week with an amazing story where we have amazing other person's insights of a day in the life of that particular person. Thank you, guys. Have a good day ahead. See you. Bye-bye.